Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Okay, class, class, we want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie, that government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. 
Hello. Float to worry something duckers out there. The CEO of Lysnicker demanded I shoot a holiday video. We need to promote everyone get their Lysnick boosters every week. All you nimwits and rubes just keep taking it. But Mr. G, Lobolus wants me to be nicer to you since this will be your last holiday season on Earth. By the way we now have the suicide pods available for rental. Before you enjoy your last breath in a suicide pod, we need you scalawags to get tested for COVID. You must be completely up to date on your vaccine passport. Absolutely no exceptions. When you step into the suicide pod, we do not want you to catch COVID. You must also wear at least five scams on your face, with a minimum of two of your scams being an N95. After you take a final breath on Earth, we will give you another COVID test. Both before and after your trip to the suicide pod, you will be required to go through the TSI naked body scan. We need to make sure you're not hiding any ivermectin, Federal Reserve notes, or carbon inside your person. For all we know you could be a something ducker that likes to hide Nuremberg code inside your junk. We need to keep you comfortable and safe. Also please remember, when your person turns to ashes and dust, please do make sure you are still keeping with local social distancing guidelines. You must still keep your ashes six feet away from the previous customer. If you refuse to get in the suicide pod, we will take you to the local FEMA camp. That is all on have a holiday season. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio show right here on freedomizerradio.com now sit back and enjoy the show
right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Thursday, so we will have our brand new Thursday co-host, Kimo, joining us here in just a moment. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. And I will make a point to bring you into tonight's conversation. So let's go ahead and bring in the aforementioned co-host, Kimo. That's you, sir. Yeah. Good. How are you doing tonight, Proof? Oh, I'm adequate here. So we have a guest that wants to join us, Melissa Anderson. And I will, uh, I'll see if I can link you two on Spybook together. Um, but I, when she said she wanted to call in at 7, I thought she meant, uh, I thought she meant Pacific time, but she was thinking mountain time because she's in Utah. And I, uh, I guess I must not have questioned it. So she's going to call in a few minutes. Oh, great. Because I, I don't take I don't take guests right at six. I have to start the show, so um, I don't want anybody thinking, "Well, why are you playing music and playing ads when I'm supposed to be on?" So, if we ever book a guest in the first hour, I usually tell them six fifteen Pacific. So, well, you what know, have you been working on? Uh, my health, mostly. Uh, as, as everybody knows, uh, do not know, last week on Thursday was my birthday. So I didn't do the show last week. Um, Friday before my birthday, I ended up in the hospital. Oh. I was really sick, and I couldn't think straight, couldn't function. You know, most people that know me go, oh, that's a typical day anyway. Um but it turned out I had a urinary tract infection that got in my bloodstream. Oh, perfect. That's what everybody wants for their birthday. Oh, yeah, isn't it? So, you know, a ton of antibiotics later, I'm doing fine. So, See, I, I was uh, – and before we bring our guest on, I'll just uh, – real quick, uh, last – or this past January – I was starting to get all kinds of weird illnesses, like I never had a urinary tract infection until I was 50. And uh, and they just kept coming one after another. I, I'd clean one up, and then a week later, I'd get it again. And uh, and then when I had my final issue that brought me to the hospital, um, I don't know how often you check your blood sugar, but... I, I haven't had one flare-up of most of my stuff since I, I uh, went keto. Yeah, I check. I do check my blood, or, uh, you know, for diabetes and stuff at least twice a week. Even yeah. though I am not diabetic or anything, it's because of being on keto. Um, I yeah. do have to check my blood sugars and stuff, so. Okay. Yeah, because... Uh, for those that don't know, uh, in February, I, I guess I, I had a big habit when I would be on air, and if I did not eat dinner, 
I uh, I have a junk drawer next to me. And the junk drawer isn't Hershey's and Oreos and stuff. It's more like uh, a big, like, two-pound bucket of Medjool dates from uh, from Coachella, actually. And, uh, and so each date might have 18 sugars apiece, and I might eat 10 of them in one sitting. And I might wash it down with a big 20-ounce glass of cranberry juice. And before you know it, I've hit 300 sugars in, in one sitting. And then I try to go to bed. <laughs> Good luck. So that just triggered all kinds of bad. So it wasn't that I was, like, gorging on GMOs or anything. It's just that I was eating the wrong stuff at the wrong time of the day. So once I got that cleaned up, see, to be a diabetic, you have to have at least six point seven, I believe it is, two straight tests. So the first test was 13.8, and 100 days later, which is when you're supposed to test again, I was at 6.1, which is right in the middle of pre-diabetic. So I've never technically been diabetic. I'm supposed to check my blood sugar again within the next 10 to 14 days. So I, I have not had a blood sugar check in, in the last three months. I have, I've had one at exactly 200, and I know what I ate, and I knew ahead of time I would trigger it. Other than that, I, I've been somewhat oh, – I've been either normal or just barely above the normal. So I don't expect uh, to, to be in any danger. I'm just happy I was never technically quoted at diabetic. The key to that, honestly, like for doing the radio show, like I said, when you want a little nosh, um, the key to that is the savory, the savory snacks in the evening, sweeter snacks in the daytime. Yeah, because you want a chance to burn off your calories. But exactly. things like uh, kiwi, for example, is one of the best things if you have issues sleeping. Kiwi has enough selenium in it to uh, to make you sleep a lot better. So that that's one thing you can eat. And, uh, and kiwi is one of those foods that you can eat that nobody knows you're chewing on on the radio. I've done it. Um, that's the thing I look for, yogurt, bananas. Bananas are somewhat okay now. They weren't before, but they're on my okay list now because I can go to level two. So uh, yeah, we'll get more better. into that later on. Um, but let's go ahead and bring our guest in here. Um, so I don't know if I have one person's or two persons ready to go. If you are ready, make yeah. sure you press the one button because I can't bring you on unless you press one. So uh, I'm trying to get Melissa and her friend Teresa, uh, or I'm sorry, Tina. Uh, both of you have to press one. So. Uh, for all I know, you might be cursing at a telemarketer. You could be trying to feed your pet ferret. Um, maybe you're on the golden throne. Uh, I can't predict what you're doing. So if you're listening to me and you're not pressing one and you're supposed to be on air, that's on you. I, I'm telling you over and over again, please press the one button. All right, let's see who, uh, who's here. And, uh, and there's one, I guess, that's just listening. All right, I think we got Melissa. So let's bring Melissa in here. 
Melissa, welcome in. Uh, do I have Melissa? Hello. Hey, is this Melissa? Hello. Yes, I, 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 I'm happy to have you. I'd like to know who I have. Well, this is Tina. I, I don't know if you're hearing me or Melissa, though. Okay, Melissa messaged me. She said she pressed one. I'll go ahead and trust it. I thought Melissa had the other area code, but I, I, uh, I can't confirm. I, so, all right. So can I got you hear me. I got Tina and I got Melissa. Thank you for calling. Hello. Okay. So, thank you for calling in. Sorry about the time mix-up. I I almost never book guests in my first hour unless they're on the East Coast and have to go to bed right away. No problem. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for thanking us. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Tina. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. I can't hear myself, so I could anyway. All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm I'm not sure who I'm speaking with because there's two of you, right? Yeah, so I'm I'm proof. I'm the host of the Proof Negative Radio Show okay. here on Freedomizer okay. Radio, and and I've got my co-host Timo, who uh, who's also here with us. Okay. All right, perfect. So, hi, Proof. Nice to meet you. Thanks for letting Melissa and I be on your show tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you. So. Uh, I was just getting into some health-related stuff, but I know you're here for something different, so I, I could transition quickly. Okay. So, yeah, we we came here to talk to you about Transact Card. Are you yeah, familiar with Transact Card? Yeah, I watched the okay. video that Melissa sent me. Okay. So Transact Card is a totally new company, new idea, new concept, never been done before. We call it the new face of banking or FINMO banking, financial momentum banking. And basically uh, what this means is that people have an opportunity to get out of the central banks, get out of big big banking. Um, It creates a system, an ecosystem outside of the central bank. So that's something that's really powerful about this. Um, There are two ways that you can be involved. One is called a Transact Card member, and the Transact Card member um, gets the Transact debit card. And every time it's a debit card, so you can literally, you know, pay your groceries, your gas, your utilities, whatever, um, because it's a debit card. And every time you spend one dollar, you earn one Z buck. And the Z buck has the value of a dollar. You can kind of think of the Z buck as a coupon. And you redeem the Z-Buck inside the Z-Club. So when you think of Z-Club, you can kind of think of Amazon because it will, it will be very similar to Amazon. Um, and so you go inside the Z-Club and you buy whatever you want to buy. There will be millions of products in there. And um, let's say you're, gonna, you're a young family, you buy diapers, baby diapers. Well, you can go inside the Z-Club and – um, and you can find a box of diapers that's $53. And that same box of diapers is $53 in Costco, in Sam's, in, um, on Amazon. And, but the difference is in the Z Club is that you can use those Z Bucks 
that you earned just by, you know, paying your bills. And you can use 26 Z-Bucks and buy down that $53 box of diapers to, to $27 and free shipping. So the 53 box, $53 box of diapers is now $27 and free shipping. So, you know, who's not going to want a transact card? Um, right. There are other... There are other reasons to have a Transact card, um, and a Transact card member can opt into rounding up to the nearest dollar and having that put into a high yield power savings account. And the transactions they make inside the Z Club, they'll also take two percent of that transaction and put it into a high yield power savings account for the Transact card member. On top of that, we have um, traveling. We have a traveling platform where you can get anywhere from 30 to 65 percent off on all kinds of travel: um, Airbnbs, um, hotels, rentals, cruises, all kinds of travel. You can get 30 to 65 percent off, and that in and of itself is also amazing. So, the Transact Card member is hugely beneficial everybody's going to want a transact card. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yes. Okay. So the transact card member is going to go through what we call a digital branch office. And the digital branch office is what the new face of banking is. And the digital branch office, what, what transact card has done is that Big banks or central banks make billions of dollars every year on interchange fees or banking fees. You know, sometimes people who have an American Express card, you go into different places and they don't accept American Express because the interchange fee is, the percentage is so high. Well, the Transact card has taken the interchange fee away from the central banks. And, um, and in essence, that's like taking power away from the central banks. And so... People can become a digital branch office, and they bring in Transact Card members. And the way the digital branch office, one of the ways the digital branch office makes money is that every time someone swipes their card, they earn a fraction of the banking fee. So the digital branch office also um, makes a percentage of the profit inside the Z Club. Um, and the digital branch office is able to maximize the amount of money they make by bringing other digital branch offices to be a part of their community. So it's, it's a way for people to save money inside the Z Club, to double their buying power. It's a way the vendors inside the Z Club love being inside the Z Club because they don't have to wait 90, 90 days to get paid like they do in Amazon. And um, the community banks that we're partnering with also love what we're doing because we're helping to secure them against central banks trying to take them out. I just read an article today about community banks. There's less than 2,000 of them left in the United States, and, and truly they're, they're like a beacon of freedom for us. And if, they, if we lose this, the community banks, we are going to be in big trouble. So we're also helping community banks. They love what we're doing. We're, we're helping regular people 
um, double their purchasing power, and we are creating a way for other people who might be looking to create a residual income um, be able to make money also. Now, this is not an MLM because when I say that, some people might go, oh, this is an MLM, <clears throat> but it's not. This is actually a franchise, or we will officially be able to call ourselves a franchise, um, not this weekend, but the next weekend when we, la- when we have our launch in Las Vegas. So at our launch, the Z Club will, be, will go live, and everything will be functioning. And we just hit our 50,000 Transact Card member. And we also have about 27,000 digital branch offices. So this is something that is absolutely amazing, and, and anybody could become involved. Melissa, why don't you tell them how people can get more information? Um, well, you can get more information by um, either sending an email to newfaceofbanking at gmail.com, or you can uh, call or text 385 313 0553. Okay, I think you should probably repeat that again um, and maybe go a little bit slower. Okay, so email, uh, email us at newfaceofbanking at gmail.com and then the text or uh, phone number is 385 so, yeah, the reason why we have new face of banking is because that's, that's, what we're, that's what we have here. It's the new face of banking. It's a new way of banking. Um, so do you have any questions for us? Uh, no, I, I've heard the sales pitch before almost verbatim of what you told me. Uh, I, I, I have, I've had like 37, 38 different people tell me about Transact, so – I know it's popular. I know yeah, that you guys will do well. Yeah, and it's a way for um, anybody to do well. So <clears throat> um, anybody who's looking for a way to have a hedge against inflation, um, this is definitely a way. I just barely told someone who has two children in diapers and they're spending over $100 on diapers every month. And um, if he, if he, you know, simply pays $25, if you get in right now and you pay $25, um, that's a lifetime membership if you get in before we launch on, December, on November 12th. And mm-hmm. you never have another registration fee. And he then can able, he can get those diapers for half the price he's currently paying on them. And, and you know, that's, that's a, that's, is a hedge against inflation. And that's simply by just using that transact card to pay your bills, pay your gas, pay your groceries. It's pretty amazing. Yes. Right. So, um, Melissa, do you have anything to add? Um, I just think as a single mom, it's such a great opportunity for me um, because I'm, uh, I, I did get a franchise and so I do have my own business and, um, you know, it's just giving me more time with my kids. And so it's actually a really great opportunity for uh, anybody that has an entrepreneurial spirit, um, but also just to have the bank card. I, I 
I love to use my bank card because I have racked up quite a few Z-Bucks. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that there's very few people that I tell about this who are not interested because people mm-hmm. are really looking for something. They're looking for a way to supplement their income. They're looking for a way to save money. They're looking for a way to travel that, you know, doesn't break their pocketbook. So this just answers so – this has so many solutions to the current problems that we're facing. And, and ultimately, it is about freedom. This is about freedom because the central banks are holding us hostage. And if we can get out of central banking, that's a huge aspect mm-hmm. of this. And that was the main reason that um, I, I – uh, Came on with Transact Card because um, well, it's been about a year. I was looking for something, uh, an alternative to central banking. And I, I know Tina, I had talked to you before about some other things, some coins and stuff. And um, but this, when you shared this with me, it's like the whole package of getting out of the central banking system and being able to have our own little uh, ecosystem. You're not having to buy from Amazon and. You know, so um, that was the initial draw for me was getting out of central banking system. Uh, but then when I looked more yeah. into it, I was just like, well, this is really good for me to do as a business. So, yeah. And, you know, a couple of other examples inside the Z Club, a pair of shoes that might be $100. You could get those pair of shoes anywhere from 20 to 60% off with those Z Bucks. And mm-hmm. one other big example is like a camper trailer that is $75,000. You could use 25,000 Z-Bucks to buy that camper trailer down to $50,000. And the way the company does this is they don't mark up the prices to make it more expensive, to make it look like you're getting a discount. You literally are purchasing items at nearly wholesale. And that's what they've done. They've contracted with these retailers and they're selling their products much at a much lower um, price because they're not being eaten up by fees inside Amazon. So it, mm-hmm. it really is an amazing concept, and that's why we have so many people. We literally have almost a thousand people coming on a day, and and if you don't act on it now, um, I mean, you can still act on it for years to come. This is not going away. This is, I, I predict it's going to get as big as Amazon. Getting in oh, now is so. a great time to get in. Yeah, getting in mm-hmm. now, this is a great time to get in. You know, let me ask this question. If let, Let's say five months from now, you can go inside Amazon and you can buy uh, a, a, an electric bike for $800. Or you can go inside the Z Club and there's an electric, the same electric bike for $800, but you can use 300 Z-Bucks to buy that bike down to $500, free shipping. I mean, who's going to, which one are you going to go to, Amazon or the Z-Club? Right. You know, so once, once this catches on, um, it's going to be like fire. It's going to be so big. So, Melissa, why mm-hmm. don't you tell them again where they can get more information? So if you would like to call or text, uh, you would call 385-313-0553. So say, it one, email say, it one, say it one more time. Mm-hmm. Three, eight, say five. the number one more time. Okay. 
The number is 385-313-0553. Or if you prefer to send us an email, we will get back to you quickly. Uh, Our email is newfaceofbanking at gmail.com. So that's newfaceofbanking at gmail.com. All right. Well, um, if you guys have any questions for us. Yeah, actually, I do have an interesting question. I mean, I saw that, you know, what David sent me an hour and a half ago, and I saw the, you know, the video on it. And it seems like an excellent idea, especially, you know, that you use, like, example, you're using, like, you know, smaller banks that, you know, haven't been bought up by the central banks yet, you know, like Bob's Bank, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But my Uh only question is, what happens if the smaller bank gets bought out by a central bank? Is there a protection on that? So we have the ability to move out out of that bank if that were to happen, but it wouldn't happen because – when the when the community bank gets stronger by having more members, that's they're not going to fold. They just need more more members to to you know fight off that push to fold or to be bought out. So yeah, we they're they're clamoring to do business with us. Any other questions? I will also say. The company is held in trust, trust. So Transact Card also cannot be forced out of business or, you know, bought out. Mm-hmm. So yes, there's nothing to compare it to. I just had that question because with so many banks lately, smaller banks being bought out by the major central banks and stuff, you know, what I was wondering what safeguards you had against that and – you know, what happens if they decide, you know, I decide to sell my bank to a bigger central bank and, you know, what happens to the transact card at that particular bank when that happens or what happens to people's accounts when they're at that particular bank? Yeah, they have the ability to just switch banks. But but I don't see that happening. You know, a, a community bank that's fighting to survive is not going to fold once they're once they've become stronger. Yeah, but their bottom line, once in a while their bottom line could look so good that a central bank would be like, hey, we want to, you know, buy out this one as well. Um, You know, they can't refuse. Well, then in that case, we we would move to a different bank. And we and they do have the ability to do that. And would you, as transact, would you handle the say like you know person A was with Bob's Bank and then Bob's Bank sold out. You know would transact no, no. do the account you know to treat to change the account to a different bank? Um, transact card uh, would yes, transact card would be the one that would do that. And what kind of notice would you get, you know, if if, if this situation happens? Well, I mean, I they would they they communicate everything. They're very transparent. They communicate everything to their members. So, the bank supports 
like the you're you're banking with a bank, so the bank has holds the security of of individuals who are you know hold have those bank accounts and 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 so they're they are supported by that bank. So to the bank, they're a customer. To Transact Card, they're a member. Yeah, but if that bank gets you know bought out, then you know Transact will switch you to another bank, correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. And have you thought and and you know have you thought about credit unions or anything at all like that? So we are unable to give any information on the banks until after launch to protect Transact Card and the banks. We are not giving any of that information out. But that's oh, I you know, we're like yeah, 10, right. we're ten what I meant was, we're ten days away from that. But yes. So, Yes. Yes. Because I know there's a lot of independent credit unions out there that might be, you know, you know, interested in having something like Transact be involved with them. And you know, have you, you know, not saying any names or anything. Have you looked at any credit unions or anything about the Transact card? Well, I'm not the one looking because I'm not a founder. I'm just a digital branch office, so I really can't speak to that. But I do know um, that they are—they're looking at those kind of community banks. Community banks would include those those kind of banks. Because you know, I'm—I yeah, was curious because you know I do know a lot of people that don't like banks anyway. They don't like the central banks. They have a hard time with the even with the smaller banks because once again. A lot of smaller banks are being bought up by central banks, mm-hmm. and you know, it, a lot of people you know have credit unions and not really banks. Right. Yep. And yeah, that's a good thing to do for sure. So yeah, that would. That's you know the kind of thing that you would be doing. You but but you would be entering a community. You'd be entering um, a different ecosystem. And there's a lot of aspects to that. There's, there's definitely banking, but there's more than that. And it, so anyway, yeah. There's more than what we've talked about. But if someone's interested, they can reach out to us through through our email, which is the which is newfaceofbanking at gmail dot com, or the number that we've already listed, which is Melissa. Say it again. Three eight five three one three zero five five three. So, anyway, do you have any more questions for us? Uh, I'm good. Out of curiosity, why did you decide to launch in Las Vegas? Um, again, that's not our decision. That that is a corporate decision, and we are just digital branch offices. So. Um, the digital branch office is the new face of banking, um, and we we bring on Transact Card members and we bring on digital branch office. But corporate is the one that makes those kind of decisions. Uh, yeah, I was just curious if you know, out of all the places to launch anything, you know, why Las Vegas? But I guess I'd have to get the information uh, from elsewhere. So. We're probably going to have a lot of fun in Vegas. 
It's warm. It's warm in Vegas, and it's not California. Well, I can understand the not California part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think Vegas is a good a good is a place that is very conducive to large events. So that's I'm sure that's one of the reasons. It's an easy place to have a large event, and this is going to be a very large event, our launch. So. If anybody wants to get involved, we'd love for them to reach out to us. But thank you for allowing us to be on your show. All right. Thank you for coming. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. We appreciate you having us. Thanks, ladies. You have a great evening. Thank you. All right. You as well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, I want to grab a a commercial timeout before we get into the news and what else we do here. So, I'm going to take a couple minutes. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back, everyone. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun. It's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird. But when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. that ugly at all like that's the most common first box like complaint we get we change that we educate people we show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are have food delivered to your house box of produce every week and it's more affordable at a very reasonable price cheaper than the grocery store i spend a lot less time in grocery stores it's an adventure every time that you open your box high quality produce there's nothing wrong with the produce and they taste exactly the same it's not better save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year and it's delivered to your door like but what you do why wouldn't you do why Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Hello, everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night, I fight for organic GMO-free food. During the day, I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on Rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On Rumble.com. Have you looked at the price of Bitcoin lately? Cryptocurrencies are the hottest financial investment right now. Well, what if you can get free Bitcoin fractions by having an app on your phone or PC? Introducing Lolly, a website that rewards you with free Bitcoin pieces with your online purchases. You purchase from one of thousands of companies like Chewy, Old Navy, Groupon, and others. You get a percent of your purchase back in Bitcoin. Use my link on freedomizerradio.live or find me on Facebook for your special link to get started. Lolly, earn free Bitcoin 
while you shop. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming fruit shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. All right, everybody, welcome back. Proof is here. Let's bring chemo back into the mix here. So anyway, the 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 interview went a lot faster than I expected, so uh, that means more time for us. Uh, well, um, we can either go back to where we were, or if you had a, a certain news topic you want to get into, uh, we can do that. Oh, let's see. Um, well, we can go for the health thing a little bit in a little bit longer, and then we can really hit everybody with everything in the second or third hour. So that's fine. So, but uh, where was yeah, going back? I know we were talking about blood sugars and stuff, and then you had something else you wanted to go off on a tangent on. Oh, yeah, yeah, going back to urinary tract infections. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like I've got – all right, so I had my infection. Yeah, I haven't had one in like two years. Okay. And it seems that lately, ever since I've been in the chair, I have one about once every two or three years. And to me, when I spoke to the doctor, they go, well, that's uncommon. And I'm like, what the frequency of, you know, getting UTIs? And the doctor explained to me that I'm lucky because, you know, there's a lot of people in wheelchairs and stuff. They get them like every other month. So... You know, and I guess from what they said, you know, it depends a lot on your diet. Okay. You know, and, you know, other than that, like, uh, you know, sexual activity, uh, you know, I've basically been celibate for three years. So, you know, that's a non, you know, a non plus for me. Um, you know, but they said, you know, diet has a lot to do with it. They said, you know, like the same thing. I mean, you know, I should be taking more cranberry pills or drinking more cranberry juice just to help flush out, you know, my kidneys and my bladder. And Which is why I was but, I was swallowing down that cranberry juice and eating dates, but I overdid it. Yeah. And see, that's the same thing. It's like because I'm on a keto diet, you know, and I try to avoid sugars that, you know, processed cranberry juice like that has a lot of sugars in it, and it kind of, you know, 
it's great for the bladder and, you know, urinary tract infections and all that, you know, kidney infections and stuff. But, you know, for like either a diabetic or somebody on a keto diet or something like that, it's still kind of unhealthy for you to do it because of all the sugars and, you know, processed sugars that are involved in cranberry juice. I mean, if you have, you know, obviously I know why they do the sugars for cranberry juice and stuff because, you know, trust me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good luck eating fresh cranberries. Yeah. They're disgusting. It's like there there used to be a place that used to nearby us that, you know, used to do, you know, all natural cranberry juice and stuff. And I actually bought a bottle at one point and went, hey, let's see what this is all about. And, yeah. It felt worse than sucking on a lemon. But the thing is, though, Chemo, if you can get the taste down, your body actually craves bitters every so often. Oh, yeah. That's why like, there's a fruit well. that you may not have tried before. I've had it twice. It's called bergamot. That is uh, like a citrus, but it's the most sourest, bitter citrus you'll ever have and it's it's on purpose but uh because of its bitterness it's antifungal and has a lot of i don't want to say antibacterial there there's another word i can't think of but it's it has a lot of properties that will clean up a lot of mess on your insides bitter melon is another one it's a vegetable and that that is so bitter that uh, people have used that in uh, in cancer health. And that's like, oddly enough, one of the most healthiest fruits apparently that you can eat is one of the most disgusting, and that's durian fruit. Oh, yeah. That is so sweet that it's just sour and nasty. I mean, I've eaten durian fruit once, and it, to me it was disgusting. But the smell yeah, of it alone. I had alone one bite exactly. I, I didn't make it two bites. Yeah, and it smells like rotten butt. You know, it's really bad. <laughs> it's like how you know how can a fruit that's so disgusting be so good for the human body? <laughs> well, yeah, but good luck trying to eat it in public in Singapore. Oh yeah. No, there are countries out there, for those that don't know, this fruit smells so bad that you're not allowed to eat it in public because people can smell it a half mile away. But allegedly, the health benefits are off the charts. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be great for antioxidants, antimicrobials. Um, It's, you know, basically it helps it actually literally like helps purify your blood and you know a lot of your internal organs you know it it helps clean out your kidneys and and it's got such great properties to it but it's so disgusting it's not even funny yeah no i i know it I'll stick to my normal ones like soursop and mangosteen. Those are my my other two that I'll eat on a regular basis if I could find them. And see, over time, because of uh, because of the diet I am on and stuff, you know, they say a lot of citrus is good for you for the keto yes. diet. 
Yeah, citrus so, and berries. That that's supposed yeah. to be the best. Um, mangosteens and sour sops. If uh, they don't mention things like that because they're exotic and expensive, and you don't find them that often, but those are are also really good for you. Yeah, but it's also I, like ten dollars a pound and up. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I stick with like blueberries, and I drink a lot of limeade or lemonade these days. And you know, I I cook with a lot more citrus than I used to, just to help the balance. And, but it's a good, you know, it's it's a good health property. It's like ever since I, you know, tried to be healthy, you know, it wasn't really a New Year's resolution. It was the fact that. Um, I wanted to start losing weight as it was. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in wheelchairs, you notice that once they end up in a wheelchair, they end up gaining 100 to 120 pounds. Well, yeah, because you're not able to hike three miles a day. Exactly. They're so sedimentary that, you know, it's like a rock, you know, and, you know, you feed a rock, it gets bigger so to speak. Yeah. That was at the point when I went to visit family in Las Vegas in March and realized that my dad was a way bigger man than I was. And to see him way less than me was a wake-up call to that point going, uh, I need to get healthy. <laughs> yeah. But the good news is, you know, the other highlight to the urinary tract infection is they hadn't weighed me in over years. They decided to weigh me in the process and found out from my last weight to the weight I ended up in the hospital, I lost 82 pounds. Um, Hold on. I should have uh, something for that here. Hang on. Oh, it's taken a while. There it is. Oh, I was waiting for the ah. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to give you the Nelson. <laughs> no, I get the Nelson for a lot of other things. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ha for the urinary tract infection because I don't know how I got it. Yeah, if I over sugar again, I'm I'm worried that I'll have stuff like that. There's a guy on YouTube, and I, I have not paid for the diet or his diet plan. I have no clue what he does. There's something else I've been kind of looking at, and I get it. I, I, I try it every so often. But th- this one guy says he eats donuts and pancakes and pasta, and he loses weight. Um, I, I don't like GMOs like that, so I, I'm uh, – that's not my thing, but he says – the more carbs he eats, the more weight he loses. So, uh, hey, if he found something, have fun at it, but that's not me. Good luck, because the more carbs I eat, I become a fat ass. <laughs> and there's no other way to put that, unfortunately. I just, you know, I grew grotesquely huge in my mind and in my book. Well, I I didn't gain any weight, Uh I'm I'm uh I'm six one and weigh about one eighty eight. So while I was uh 
eating my my stuff, so to speak, and not paying attention to sugar, I I this was my normal weight. So I am not losing or gaining, but I feel a lot healthier. So a lot of my episodes don't happen that much anymore. So I'm I'm very happy with uh, with with my keto, but I'll still eat I'll still eat potatoes though. Not every day. I don't sit there and, and, and do fries all the time. I'll do baked potatoes or roasted potatoes in the, in the, uh, in the air fryer. I just yeah, did purple potatoes today, but uh, Ooh, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really a, a carb guy, but um, I, I will tell you, I used to have issues with go, lately with, uh, not lately, but for a few years, if I went to a buffet, I, I would uh, I would not be uh, doing anything else for four to six hours because I'd be sick. Oh, but yeah. I, I found a, a workaround. And lately, I just tried it again. Uh, I went to the Golden Corral. This is the second time in the last two months. And uh, I I actually have to, uh, I don't eat carbs. I don't do the desserts. I don't do the, I don't do anything that that would be a a negative carb for me. And so I'll I'll eat meats, but I have an issue sometimes with fatty meats, like, uh, well, anything that would be high in fat. So because if I over meat, then I get in trouble with that too. So uh, I'm at the Golden Corral eating as much broccoli and cauliflower and and squash as I possibly can take in. And see, I've gotten to the point where as far as my proteins go, and by the way, desserts, you can fudge on a little bit, and I'll tell you how in a second. But when it comes to like places like Golden Corral and stuff, I do eat a lot of chicken. I eat a lot of seafood and, you know, and occasionally lean ground beef or, you know, if they have a lean cut of meat, you know, other than pork, mm-hmm. um, I go for that. Other than that, I said, I do eat a lot of veggies. You know, I've gotten to the point where even eating at a normal restaurant, it's like, you know, I'll have, you know, like the burger steak and instead of fries, I get a salad or, you know, steamed vegetables you know, oh, I, I haven't, I have not had a, I have not had a bun, uh, I, I think since February when I went to the hospital. I, I'm, I'm strictly a lettuce wrap guy. Yeah, even at home, I eat, I eat chili dogs without the bun, just the hot dog, the chili, the, the cheese and onions, and it's all keto friendly. <laughs> And the funny thing is, ever since I quit eating the chili dogs with the buns and stuff, I've had less stomach problems. Well, a and lot of it the, is the bread, actually. There's an ingredient in the in the bread that, uh, darn it, I wasn't expecting to get into this right now. Yeah, but it's uh, high fructose corn syrup is bad enough, but there's an ingredient in bread. I know it's, it's not datum, D-A-T-E-M. That's one of them. But yeah. there's a, a there's an ingredient that's added to bread that's an anti-mold or it's a mold inhibitor. And 
that is is really what causes a lot of stomach issues, and I can't think of what it is right now. And in most grocery store processed breads is also another ingredient. It starts with an A, and it's a really long word. And basically, it's found in mattress stuffing. In like memory foam mattresses. That's a foam, mate. Something I can't say it. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't have it in front of me. Nor can I know. I, pronounce it. I know what you're talking about. I, I just can't say the second word. I don't. Not like I'm not allowed to say it. I just can't physically pronounce it. Yeah, I have a hard time with it too. But yeah, it's basically yeah, a a form of mattress stuffing or foam stuffing. Yes. So basically, you're eating foam with your bread. Not including cellulose, which would be hair. Yeah. Well, skin or hair. Yes. That's going to bother me. If you can hold the fort down for like a minute, I'm going to go look at my wife's bread and see if that's on there. I'm sure it is. But hold it down. Just keep talking. I'll be right back. Otherwise, it's going to bother me all night. Good. At this time, I can play corporate whore for you for a second. You know, if you like the content that comes up, every, you know, every week, Monday through Thursday, check out the Proof Negative show at freedomizerradio.net. Um, from on the West Coast, it's 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. On the East Coast, it's 9 p.m. till midnight. Uh, mountain time for me, of course, at 7 p.m. till 10, and, you know, 8 to 11, and, and you know, in the ganglands of Chicago. But, you know, uh, for the life of me, I've, I've forgot the phone number. If you guys want to call and call in and, you know, voice your opinions and stuff, don't hesitate. Go ahead and call. The number is... Uh, Oh, God. Why is it when I need the number, I can never remember it? <laughs> um, yeah, so professional. I've only been here for two shows on a full-time basis, and I'm losing everything. Um, uh, yeah, but the number for Freedomizer Radio is area code 319-527-6208. So if you have any insights on this conversation or, you know, you know, opinions of your own or anything, please don't hesitate to call. You know, we're always willing to take your phone calls and listen to your opinions and, you know, have a good discussion on everything. And meanwhile, he's, you know, stuffing, you know, trying to find bread. But this is always fun. Uh, you know, I... We come up with a lot of different topics, I guess, on the show from Monday through Thursday. I'm usually here on Thursdays these days, so tend to mix a little sarcasm and comedy in with, you know, the show as well with, you know, with proof and, you know, just some humorous insight every once in a while that, you know, every once in a while we need a little laughter in this world with everything going on, you know, on the planet and everything going on with our government and, you know, what they're trying to feed us, whether mentally or physically, you know, food-wise or in your brain or, you know, we all need a time to laugh I'm back. once I, in a while. So. I just tried two loaves of bread, and maybe my wife knows what, uh, what I'm not looking for. So uh, neither bread has it, but they both have datum, which is one of the things I'm staying away from. 
Yeah, but there's another ingredient that uh, that is is uh, not digestible for me. You know, and there's a lot of people that um, that mental fog for a second. Uh, You're talking about gluten. You know, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people have gluten allergies too. That you know. And oddly enough, things, you know, the things that do have gluten in them, you know, you know, just like, you know, regular wheat and breads and certain rices even have gluten to them. And, you know, because it's the starch aspect of the rice that carries it. Yeah, but in a lot of cases, I'm not saying all cases, but in a lot of cases, it's not that they're allergic to gluten. It's that they they can't take the the uh, pesticides and and the other stuff that that the breads are, and all that is made out of. So it it's just uh, the gluten is more like a scapegoat. Yeah. Because they can't tell you. Well, your body can't absorb the poison from from the wheat. That that that's why they can't tell you that. Otherwise, nobody will buy bread. So they have to make it as, as polite as possible and say, well, you're just not able to, to digest this bread, but other people can. Here, some people aren't able to, you know, to digest the vaccine, but you can, you know. Seven well, yeah, that's what they, they were trying to tell us that because they, they were trying to say that just because four of your family members got the gene therapy and three of the four members, uh, family members died, doesn't mean that you will die. So go out and get it. Speaking of that, did you hear this last week that uh, Moderna fudged 60% of their findings so they can get fast-tracked for that? No, I didn't see that, but that doesn't surprise me. There's, I'm so off of the, the, the gene therapy news because none of it's good. That I, I just, anytime I see gene therapy news, I, I don't get into it too much anymore, even though I probably should. Yeah, there's been a research study that um, Moderna fudged 60% of their findings of uh, the cases of, of people that have died from the gene therapy and you know, basically the initial testing. To get it fast-tracked for humans, they fudge 60% mm-hmm. of their data just so they can get fast-tracked. And then they figured at that, at that point, it's like, well, we'll either adjust it if we need to or, you know, not have to worry about it. But, yeah, I knew something was fishy, you know, long before then. And now we, you know, and now they've actually got proof. And... Yet, does the mainstream media talk about it? No. It's like all the mainstream media ever wants to talk about is orange man bad, even though, you know, the old former vice president now has 82,000 emails that were, you know, used under alternative, you know, email addresses. All skating oh, well, to my, my favorite part of that actually was when Marjorie Taylor Greene brought the uh, the checks 
and, and blew them up so they looked like uh, the check game from The Price is Right, those, those, those size oh, yeah. checks. That, that is classic that. to me. And then you I have mean, the Democrats saying, well, how do you know that's not a loan? <clears throat> like, they're just making excuses now. Basically, they're just trying to – the mainstream media at this point is trying to cover their butt from all the lies that they told to help fabricate the story that we were all supposed to believe. Yeah. I mean, way back when, when, you know, the, you know, the, the, the bug, so to speak, you know, when everybody was getting sick with it and, you know, in New York and everything, you know, and all over the U.S., but mainly, the, you know, there was the big pandemic in New York and, you know, uh, Rachel Mad Cow, I won't really call her by her real name because she's just a mad cow. Um, to me, it was well, funny at this when, point, I don't even know what his real name is. Oh, yeah. For all we know, it's Bop Mad Cow, but... <laughs> You know, what what pronouns do, do they go by now, you know? But the funny thing was, you know, you know President Trump at that time said that they were going to have two hospital ships, you know, in the harbor in New York to help the people that were, that were you know, ill sick by this. Yeah. And the first thing that, first thing that old Bob Madcow did was she went on the air on MSDNC, and she was like, oh, I bet uh, I bet he'll never even have the hospital, you know, the hospital ships pull into the harbor or anything, and, you know, he's just lying, and he's full of crap, and, you know, she babbled this for like 10 straight minutes, and not more than 24 hours later, the two hospital ships pulled up in the harbor in New York, and she made it, made it look like a fool. Ever since then, you know, it's like you can't believe anything she says because, you know, she says that there's not an immigration problem yet. Now we know that there's an extra 5,000 people that were dropped off in Mexico that are now heading this way for the border. Oh, yeah, you this, know, this latest migrant caravan's ridiculous, but, uh, but the, they'll have a next one in, in two or three days, so it don't even matter. Oh yeah, and and you see pictures of the the border patrol. They're just literally sitting there, and uh, and the border the, the the people crossing the border walk up to them and ask them like, "Where's the restroom and stuff?" And they just tell them where it is. That that's yeah. all they're allowed to do. They're like ushers at a movie theater anymore. Their hands are so tied. It's like you know, uh, what you're you're aisle seventeen in Nebraska. Here you go. You know. You know, you got floor seats in New York. Well, here you go. You know, it's, you know, and then, you know, everybody thought that, you know, the border wall was a bad thing. You know, ooh, orange man bad. He's trying to keep people out. You know, he's building a wall. And, you know, the funny thing is all the materials that were being used for to finish the wall, Biden sold off. And then not a, not just what ten days ago or you know, fourteen days ago that now they're you know Biden said that you know they're gonna put you know finish the wall but it's not a wall it's a containment system 
you know, a containment system's a wall. Yeah, they don't want to say that, though. Oh, no, because if they say that, they would prove Trump right, and they don't want to prove Trump right. I mean, at that point, if he really wanted to work work the Democrats the way he should have, you know, Trump, you know, President Trump should have said, yeah, we're going to let everybody in across the border. And, you know, the Democrats would have had a wall up faster than you could blink an eye. And we're going to start banning guns. Oh, yeah. And everybody has to get their gene therapies. Yeah, if, if he would have only proved, you know, processed that, to that extent, amazing how quickly the Democrats would have completely gone against that. We wouldn't have the shutdowns that we did, and we wouldn't have, you know, the lockdowns in your home. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just ridiculous. It's all a political circus, and you know, it's someone. You know, even anybody anymore. You know, on the Republican side, the moment they mention anything that you know. Trump had anything to do with, all of a sudden, you know, they're they're a right-wing lunatic and, you know, ultra-conservative and ultra-MAGA and, you know, an independent wouldn't stand a chance against, you know, any one of of them, honestly. Because the first moment an independent would sit there and go, you know, my old joke was I always had, you know, if I ran for president, I would do four things. I would continue the state's rights on abortion laws. I mean, granted, a woman's a woman's body is her choice to do, whether she gets tattoos, piercings, or whatever, I don't care. Right? I just don't want the government to pay for it. Right. To the same to the same respect, you know, I still believe in, you know, legalization of, you know, the de- 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 decriminalization of cannabis. Because it does have certain, you know, properties that could help people, you know, other than, you know, the good time party hour. But to the same respect, you know, the Democrats would love that. The Republicans would hate me for all of that. But I'd sit there and turn around and go, I still believe in my First Amendment and Second Amendment rights because they're the first two things in the Constitution that make sense. And the Democrats would have a field day with me. That's why I never ran for As far as the cannabis goes, if I I was the dude, smoke it in private all you want. I I don't want it being smoked in a a mall parking lot or next to your car in a casino parking lot or anything like that. I I just, just smoke responsibly. Exactly. Because once you you go into other people's bounds, because let's face it, whether or not you like marijuana, it doesn't exactly smell the greatest. And there's a lot of people that don't feel like getting high right that second. So there is a drop point of 5% of people are allergic to it. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, to the same respect, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't flick peanuts at a guy with a peanut allergy, you know, unless you're a real, you know, unless you're a real jerk. But to the same respect, you know, I don't, I think it's ridiculous that, you know, when we took a stroll down Las Vegas Boulevard, that was all we could smell. Oh, I know. I was going to say, 
when we saw Rick Springfield last year, uh, the whole Fremont Street smells like marijuana. And see, I got lucky because a friend of mine actually, um, he was live broadcasting that show with uh, Men at Work and Rick Springfield. And John Waite, yeah. And John Waite, that was a a, a great show. I watched it actually from my house. And I loved the hell out of it. And I could see a lot of, like, to me it looked like cigarette smoke because you could see certain people, you know, clouds coming up from the crowd, you know, uh, during the main stage and stuff. And and a friend of mine posted at that point, he goes, nope, that's not cigarette smoke. And it's like, ooh, damn. That's an awful lot of marijuana smoke. It's like everybody could have gotten a contact high that night. And it's like if you're going to Coachella, for example, which I've been, and there's a a rave tent where you're watching, like, uh, electronica at 160, 180, 200 beats a minute, really fast, high-energy music, why are you smoking a fatty? Because they ran out of ecstasy. I'm just saying, that's like the opposite of what you want there. And not just that, but you're in a tent. 40,000 other people don't want to smell what you're, what you're doing. Unless they want and to that's why, that's why I, if I was the dude, I'd be calling for a ban on it being smoked in public. Not, not because I'm against people. I just think that there, there's certain boundaries that don't need to be crossed. And you, and you can't go up to somebody and say, hey, it's my right to have this whenever I want. And see, to the same respect, there was a lot of times that um, back in the day <laughs> that when we were doing, com- you know, we were doing comedy shows, you know, when, you know, you had their Nobody's Comedy Club and all that, that before shows, we would dip off into the van or the car real quick and burn one real fast and then come to, you know, come to the club. We wouldn't sit in the parking lot, you know, open air parking lot and or try to sit in the clubs and do that. And, you know, you never, you know, you never minded because you couldn't smell it. And that's the whole thing. And that's yeah. Just don't I mean, get to a point where, where you're, you're supposed to be a professional. And if you're going on stage, I just think it's best to, to not be stoned out of your mind, even if you're doing comedy. Uh, if people are paying to see you, they probably want to see you at your best. There's an actual video. It was a joke, but um, Don Ternagel took the video at one point. It, it was used for just laugh purposes. But to the same respect, um, we were doing a show at uh, a bar in Las Vegas called the Tequila Cantina. Okay. And it was near Boulder Highway in Tropicana. Yeah. And they literally persisted to, you know, get me drunk on like half a bottle of tequila before I went up on stage. And Don Trenagle literally has video of me telling the same joke three times. Oh, wow. While I was on stage. Yeah. Yet to the same respect, um, you know, 
it used to be a tradition, you know, every once in a while, you know, bigger shows and stuff like that because, you know, I like crowds, but, you know, a certain amount of crowds is a little much for me, even though, you know, I always wanted to be, you know, I could never play stadiums like, you know, other comics because I just couldn't handle 60,000 people in the audience. That would scare oh, the living hell out of so usually I would, you know, just do a shot before I went on stage, kind of a burst of courage type thing. And to the same respect, there were certain places that we were allowed that, you know, certain bars and nightclubs in Las Vegas that, you know, I was able to hide real quick, do a couple of quick puffs, you know, not con- get considerably blazed out of my mind, but you know, enough of a calming effect that I was able to go relax and have fun on stage, you know, to the same respect, but, you know, and I can see how so many different people, you know, with drugs and alcohol addiction and everything else, and, you know, from the entertainment side, I kind of get it a little bit. But to the extremes that they pushed it, you know, a little unreal. I mean, hell, we lost someone this last week that had addiction issues and, you know, another great comic in his own right. Yeah. And, yeah, they still haven't, they still won't release anything from the autopsy yet, but, you know, R.I.P. Matthew Perry, you know. Hey, I was going to ask you, I'm going to completely switch topics right now, and then at some point we got to get to Mr. Broccoli. Oh, okay. But- did you know that the final Beatles song ever was uh, was released today as a new single? I heard that report. I have not heard the song yet. It's called Now and Then. So what happened was in 1979, John Lennon, I guess there was legitimate talk about just getting together for a few shows as the Beatles. and in 1979, and uh, there was some recordings, and... Yeah, there was, there was talk that they were going to do one more album before 1980, yeah. and then late 79 and early 80, they were going to do a final Beatles farewell tour, and it never came to be because they had issues. John Lennon had issues, I guess, with Ringo Starr, and, you know, Ringo wasn't happy with George Harrison either, and, you know... It could have happened if uh, if John Lennon would have stayed alive. I think a lot of those issues, uh, it could have just been bad timing and people getting each other at a bad time. But uh, anyway, John Lennon did a, a, a song where it's his vocals and the piano. And it was just left there. And then uh, George Harrison looked at it in 1995 and added some drums. Uh, was it drums? No. No, he added. He added a Ringo played guitar. drums. Yeah. That okay. Yeah, I was trying to think. George Harrison played guitar. So yeah, George. Anyway, added a rhythm to uh, yes. John Lennon piano playing. So Paul and Ringo wanted to add their parts, but they wanted to separate the piano from the from the vocals and before they couldn't do that. So filmmaker Peter Jackson got to it 
last year and said, oh, yeah, we have the tools to separate the piano from the vocals. And so they were able to do that. And, uh, and Paul and Ringo added their parts. They put George's parts in. And through artificial intelligence, they were able to put this song together. So uh, I heard it when it was released at, at 7 in, uh, in the morning Pacific time. That you definitely have to send me the link to that. I really would like to hear it. Oh, I'll send you a link. It's on YouTube. I'll find it. Let's see if... Uh... I'm curious how many hits it has right now. Because it was released I'm... at 10 o'clock this morning, Eastern. And it has three I'm and a half million million. views. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I've just been hoping so bad. I don't want to sound like an old fogey, but I, I just think today's top 40 music is just the biggest garbage. And I just wish there was either a new genre or people played instruments. And this is coming from somebody that works on electronica music. And even if it's electronica, like Yellow's Oh Yeah or something like that, just something different. I, I don't want whatever whatever mess has been going on for the last 10 years. Uh, yeah, that, that's not doing it. But I, I just wish there was some something new in music or people played instruments. Well, that's the thing. Anymore, it's all, you know, electronic beats, and nobody plays drums anymore. It's all synthesized keyboards. Yeah, but it's not just it's not just the computer, though. It's it's because you can have computerized music. Uh, Chemical Brothers still wail, just so you know, and they got a new album out. <laughs> yes, they so do. So it's not <laughs> that. It's it's just that every song just sounds like a cookie cutter. It just sounds like the, the, there's a a music factory that's not CNC that, to, okay, we need this song to be three minutes and 16 seconds at 118 beats a minute, and uh, we want this, this, and it has to be this, and every song has to sound exactly alike, or we can't play it. When we were kids... Uh, just an example, in 1991, you would have Metallica on the radio, followed by the Humpty Dance, followed by Bette Midler, followed by Nirvana, followed by Meatloaf. And followed by Rick Astley, because, you know, everybody... Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> that's true. And that's, that's how I like my music. I, I don't want everything that has to sound the same. That's because everything sounds so cookie-cutter, auto-tuned. It's like basically, I hate to say it this way, but it is kind of a fact that, you know, all of a sudden they find some 17- or 8-year-old little, you know, twinkie girl who thinks she can sing, and she's not that great at it, but all of a sudden it's like, hey, we'll just auto-tune her voice a little bit and see what goes, you know, happens. And thanks to auto-tune, everybody sounds the same. To the same respect, you know, all this, you know, all the music still has the same. It kind of has the same beat to it. It has the same rhythms, you know, following it. It's 
Yeah. It, it's almost like Disco made a bad comeback. Hey, I've learned to appreciate Disco, actually. Some Disco. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying just because it's Disco, it's great. I'm just saying I've learned to, to understand it a little bit. I mean, at least KC and the Sunshine Band played their own instruments. Oh, uh, hey, Cool and the Gang played their own instruments. Not that that was Disco, Earth, I'm just saying. Earth, Wind, and Fire played their own instruments. You know, that was that was the thing. It was, you know, everybody played a part in the band, so to speak. And the thing is, is that it doesn't have to be instruments. It just has to sound different. Like, I've learned to appreciate voices like Old Dirty Bastard and, uh, and Biz Markie because they, they didn't sing with perfect pitch at all. <laughs> But that, that's what made them uh, – if Old yeah. Dirty Bastard sounded like Usher, he wouldn't be famous. Exactly. And Biz Marquis, just from one song alone, got so many million, you know, so many millions of plays on his horrible singing. But now, the song was good. Yeah, it was relatable, I guess. And, and uh, the whole – put together of it was uh, made it a, a, a smash. Well, yeah, because everybody can sing it in the car drunk as hell at three o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, you'd get, you'd get a group of five or six people that have been partying all night and getting ready to head home, you know, in a car, that song would show up and everybody would be like, you, you got what I need. You know, it's just right, exactly. <laughs> now see, I have a lot of appreciation recently for, you know, certain bands like 21 Pilots. Um, and I really like, like, Imagine Dragons. Okay. And I actually enjoyed a lot of uh, music that Foster the People came out with. But once again, those are bands or, you know, a duo and stuff that play their own instruments, you know, and don't, you know, over, you know, synthesize or over auto-tune everything. See, I'm still kind of stuck in that 90s big beat electronica era with Daft Punk and Fatboy Slim and Chemical Brothers and the Crystal Method. That is, is cool, and you could still bump... Um, I don't know if you know this song. I'm going to show it to you, and you can listen to it later. But there was a, a uh, probably the most well-known house track of all time by a guy named Little Louie. The song is called yeah. French Kiss. Yep. You know that song? Yes, I do. That song is over 30 years old. You could still play that in a club, and it still slaps. That's like um, my nephew. Um, every once in a while, you know, we're running around and stuff, you know, he gets an urge to play Chemical Brothers. And a lot of his generation, you know, all of a sudden he's pumping Chemical Brothers out of his car, and all of a sudden, you know, other people from his, you know, from all the millennials or the, you know, Gen Zers or 
like, hey, who's that? This is great music. And it's like Chemical Brothers. It's like it's been around for 30 years. See, and that's the difference. There's nothing, and I won't say there's nothing, but there's almost, for from this decade so far, uh, I don't, I can't name you any classic songs that are going to be around in 20 years. Oh, from this era now that would, you know, be 20 years from now? Yeah, none. Well, maybe Richmond, North of Richmond, but other than that. <laughs> See, uh, I was that song played a lot on the radio? Uh, I, I don't know exactly. It was number it was number one on the charts for three straight weeks. No, I know that, but was it? Oh, it was overplayed by everybody. Was it? Oh, I don't know. All I know, uh, let's see. I'm trying to name how many songs I know this year. So there was that song. I'm not counting the Beatles just yet. Um, there was that song. There was that Fast Car remake. And then there was Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I don't. Those are the three songs I can name you from this year that I know. I mean, you know, Taylor Swift. Whether you know, rather you know, if she's you know debatable if she's really that great of a singer or not. You know, but you know, so many, so much of your music is once again so cookie cutter and stuff that. You know, 20 years from now, someone's going to go, oh, you know, they might know Taylor Swift, but they really couldn't tell you what song it was. I, I could tell you Shake It Off, but I can't name you a second song, even if you offered me $100 a song. Shake It Off is the only one I know. See, a couple weeks ago... Um, a friend of mine wanted to go to the movies. You know, she wanted me to go to the movies with her. And we had two options at the movie theater. We was either the Taylor Swift concert mm. or the movie about the Monsanto papers and the Monsanto trial. Uh, guess which movie we went to see? The Monsanto? Yep. I figured. It was a lot more entertaining to me than the Taylor Swift concert. And that's, you should, you know, you know me being a comedian and stuff. It's like, you know, I could have ripped Taylor Swift apart for everything that she could have possibly done and made, you know, a 30-minute set on the concert. But I was more interested in the Monsanto papers than Taylor Swift. <laughs> That, to me, scares me a little bit. It's like I'm getting old. You still there? Oh, of course. I was letting you do your thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was done for the moment. <laughs> so uh, we haven't played Mr. Broccoli yet. Um. Okay. Uh, do you want to go ahead and start him now before the third hour? 
Yeah. Uh, go real quickly. Go ahead and send me the link to the new the new episode of Broccoli Man. So. Uh, oh, I did. It's above the uh, little Louie that I sent you. Okay, hang on. It's right. It's uh, right after the Beatles song that I sent you to. <laughs> okay, the title alone makes me laugh because I have a feeling I know what it's about. Okay, well, and you see millennials there, so that's a, a sign also. So yeah. Uh, the, so the, the this one here, everybody is can't drag in Gaza. So. <laughs> So uh, the millennials are heavily featured here, and uh, and Jamar is is back for a cameo here. Uh, Jamar uh, was told by Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology that he's not allowed to take classes in uh, in class uh, in person there because he's no longer up to date on his gene therapies, and he went to court. The judge sided with him. And uh, and SHIT doesn't care. So that's going to go back to court, I guess. But if you're ready, I'll go ahead and play it. All right. You ready? Yes, I am. So three. I'll count down. Three, two, three. All right. Oh, I, I usually do the counting because I'm ready to you, – you're confusing me. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. All right. So it's like you don't have Are to switchboard. How are you supposed to know? Uh, you, yeah, but you're confused. Are you sure you didn't have a gene therapy? Uh, my my gene therapy status. I'm still organic. So yeah. anyway, uh, three, two, one, action. What happened in your lawsuit? Yeah, I heard you got rich. Sobe, the judge awarded me $100,000 for every heart attack I had. He said that Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology has to let me back on campus. Then this morning SHIT said they don't care what the judge says. They ain't letting me take classes here unless I catch up on the gene therapies. I agree with SHIT. It's more important to be as liberal than to listen to a judge. I wish that judge would go to a FEMA camp. It's too bad FEMA camps do not exist. The judge also said if there is a war, I am exempt from a draft due to my medical condition. You know what really sucks, Jamar? Brandon said that trans women born with junk still have to get drafted in World War III. Part of being a trans outlaw should be that we are not dudes. We should not have to go to war. I only want to go to war that means we can go kill Republicans. Who wants to support Hamas in Palestine? Why should we have to fight them? That's right. We went to a protest yesterday. We demand one-way tickets to the Gaza Strip so they can see us the drag queen story time to all the Islam people. They laughed at us. They said we will get a one-way ticket but we cannot dress as women when we get there. That is so not fair. They have no right to tell me what to wear. I do what I want in whatever gender I is. When we get there and support Palestine and Hamas, I am sure they will let us be as trans over there. We can show them our Ukraine flags and they will be as impressed that we do not support America. Yeah, 
We are nothing in liberal. Oh no, it's that broccoli dude again. That dude hate communism so much. He is nothing but trash. I want to punch him in them spool sack. I wonder what racist issue will say this time. Hey Jamar. I heard the judge said you are allowed back on campus. That's right player, but the school still said they don't care what the judge says. The school called me a Trump supporter because everyone is telling me to not get any gene therapies or else my health insurance and my life insurance will cancel me. SHIT told me to quit being a crybaby and stop watching Joe Rogan. I'm like dude, I already had 69 heart attacks and died and came back to life 19 times. The dean at SHIT said he does not give an expletive if it's my birthday and Michael Robinson Obama demanded I sit in class. He says no cousins now boss. Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. What kind of liberal is you if you don't obey government? You should just get your gene therapies and quit abusing a Republican by snitch. Yeah, even Brandon says if you do not support him, you ain't black. He needs to be black like us. Dude, you know we can all see you? You have white skin just like Larry Bird. You shut up that face right now and put a scam on your face. When I go in the hood, everyone there knows I'm black because I remember how the old Democrat. I hope SHIT lets us go to the Gaza Strip and perform drag queen shows over there. I cough if I read the gender quote book to the Islam peoples, they will love us for liberating them. We will teach all those something that cares that they can visit whatever gender they want. They can dress in women's clothes just like us and go fight Republicans. Do you not understand that their religion demands those who do not live like them will be punished by stoning or death? I just don't see the point in fighting a war. We are all just regular people who do not want to die because the government said to. You're crazy Jamar. We need to re-educate or euthanize people that do not agree with us. We are loving and liberal. Jamar is right. We need to stop hating on everyone for being different. We need to celebrate diversity and not have a world full of only one way of thinking. You need to stop being an artsy. Only Nazis want to have diversity. That's right. Give me communism or give me death. Me too. I just want to blast Trump supporters and their kumquats. I don't want to fight Chinese peoples, North Korea peoples, or Iran peoples. We believe in the same things. That's why we need a one world government. If we had a new world order, then everyone would be under hardcore communism. Then no one could cry about their freedom. Everyone would be forced to do drag queen story time and show their junks to the kids. Yeah, the whole world would be as loving and liberal. And we can make everyone who is not black get re-educated and die off. You need to level people or you business gonna be dead. Hey player, don't you hear yourself? How can you love our people and then kill everyone who does not have black skin? And you are not even black. You don't make sense. He needs to shut up that face right now and learn how to be as black like us. Yeah, I even saw that one person who finished 172nd in a world race while running as a dude. He decided he was to run some bad rap with the ladies and finished fifth. Good on her for making the right decision to run as a trans. Did you see the Prime Minister of Scotland? Dude went off on white peoples. He said he is Islamic and is pissed that Scotland is almost every major person in politics and white. Good on them demanding diversity. You do realize that Scotland is about 98% white, right? 
only just over 2% of the population is something other than having white skin. I should go over there and run for office. I will teach them what it's like to be as black. How you finna do that, dog? Your skin is white. You take that back right now. Quit spreading this information that I'm white. Also, we no longer have to take math classes at SHIT because math is racist. For a dude who is about to get a college degree, you sound really no educated, B. You need to come with us and take down the flies of people's trying to find their lost Jewish friends. These parents should have had abortions so they would not have to look for their kids. I can't wait for Malik to get me pregnant so I can have an abortion right after I give birth. Come on Mike, we need to go downtown and protest for those free one-way tickets to the Gaza Strip so we can volunteer to do drag shows for the Gaza and Palestine kids. Hey everyone. Please educate the youth. You also need to follow the news. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Proof has on lots of great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Prepare yourself against the new world order. Go to freedomizerradio.com and look for Listen Live. Also, look for the Freedomizer show schedule and find all the other hosts' time slots on freedomizerradio.com. Broccoli dude, you need to shut up that face. Ain't no one trying to get educated about news. Anyone who follows Dr. Carlson Alex Jones or Proof Negative needs to be labeled a Nazi supporter for loving all people. All of us Democrat voters are loving and liberal. We only love the right people who support Democrat politics. You mean we support the left side? You need to be as black like us and support one world government or you need to go away. We are non-democrats because we are loving and liberal. Alright, so that was an episode. <laughs> yeah, I just find it ridiculous that um, we saw you know, um, a news report in New York from the pro. You know, it's like I saw a news report from the protests. Now, anybody else would be like, well, which protest this week? You know, because they said, you know, Democrats have nothing to do. You know, they don't have jobs, so they might as well protest all the time. But people were literally holding up signs, you know, gays for Palestine, gays for Hamas, not realizing that, you know, if you're gay in, you know, you know, near Palestine, they're going to hang you and stone you and kill you. And, uh, and, but they think that stoning means they're going to bring you out back to, to smoke some good stuff. Yeah. No, it's big freaking rocks. <laughs> I'll have to include that in a future broccoli, man. Hell, even, uh, I was watching, you know, I was watching a thing on The View. I wasn't actually watching The View because, you know, I don't have time to kill that many brain cells. Yeah. Um, literally, Joy Behar actually said something smart when um, 
I forget which leader, which Republican leader they had on discussing, you know, the war between, you know, Hamas and Israel. And Sonny Hostin flat out, you know, was defending Hamas. And Joy Behar literally told her to shut up because Hamas fired first. And it's like, wow, she had a streak of intelligence for a second there. I think that Joy Behar is Jewish, though. No, she's Italian. Is she? She I didn't know. She's Italian, but she grew up with a lot of Italian Jews. Okay. Hence her demeanor, I guess, so... But, you know, to kind of, you know, this did made me laugh a little bit that, you know, all of a sudden that she said something that Republicans have been saying since, you know, January, since October 6th, that, you know, Hamas fired, which is true, Hamas fired first. But if you notice with Corrine Jean-Pierre, I don't know if it was, uh, I think it was the guy from the New York Post. I don't think it was Peter Ducey. But he was trying to say something about why are you accepting anti-Semitism? And then she goes into, well, we have to fight Islamophobia. And then he's like, no, I didn't ask about Islamophobia. I understand that. But we're talking about Jewish anti-Semitism. Oh, you're right. We We are really trying to crack down on Islamophobia. Like, yeah, like that she was, couldn't hear him or something. Yeah, that was Or it translated into a different language. Yeah. I just don't get the concept. That's, that's like, you know, at the beginning of his run, you know, when, you know, the miniature Chucky doll that, you know, was the press, you know, head of the press for the White House, you know, she would always, you know, we'll come around to that, or we'll come around, you know, we'll, we'll come back to that. And, you know, Jean-Pierre um, always has, you know, lately it's like, we're working on it, we're working on it, we're working on it, which is a nice way of saying they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, just like the border's secure. Yeah. Uh, the border the border is so secure Elon Musk did a 45 minute movie on it about how secure it really is and all of a sudden the democrats were trying to say that they you know they were paid actors to be there <laughs> how actors now, all those illegals want that are role. paid actors and trust me most actors in hollywood wouldn't want that role And these people, they, they think that these are just poor Mexicans that, that are trying to just get a better life. And it's not the case. You have actual military from China coming in. Nobody cares. What I found funny yesterday was, as you did this morning, was um, they were talking to a lot of the you know, illegal immigrants um, in New York. And what was funny about that was a lot of them had ankle bracelets on. Mm-hmm. 
and they were asked, you know, how'd you get the ankle monitors? Oh, California. So apparently those people that were shipped to California or came across the, the California border all got, um, ank you know, ankle bracelets or, you know, ankle trackers and then shipped to New York. Um, I don't know about you, but um, an ankle tracker doesn't go that far. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, I don't think you can track an ankle monitor from 3,000 miles away. <clears throat> Basically, pretty much, it's like getting a wristband going, welcome to Disneyland, you know. But here's the thing, though. Uh, I don't know what you think about uh, about Robert F. Kennedy. I don't hate the guy. Uh, but I, I look at him. He's He's really good on two topics. And that's it. So if you want somebody that's anti-war and anti-gene therapy and is a radical otherwise, then that's great. But his audience, if you're a current Democrat voter, odds are you are not going to look down the row and look at any third-party candidates. If you don't like Brandon, you're going to say, well, screw this. I'm just going to vote for Trump. because the Democrat voter is a very low IQ voter, uh, and Rush Limbaugh used to say that all the time. So that that's what the low IQ voter is, and that, that's what the Democrat Party really enjoys. Now, a well, Trump supporter, a Trump supporter might say, "Well, I don't trust him on gene therapies. I'm going to go to go to Robert Kennedy." So Robert Kennedy is going to end up hurting Trump more than he will. Brandon, because Brandon voters, either they stay with him or, or they will go to Trump, but they're, they're not going to look for third parties. That's like I said the other day, it's, you know, it, and I said it, I think, earlier, too, an independent, an independent candidate has no chance in the election in 2024. The only thing they no. can do is hurt, is hurt anybody else. Now, if, if the Republican Party said we're not allowing Trump on the ballot and Trump ran as a third party, that's different because everybody knows who he is. He's established. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's the only way around it. I'm just curious that if the Republicans let Trump on the ticket, you know, to be the Republican number one, um, who's he going to have as his vice president? Uh, I think there, there's a, an upper tier and a lower tier. I think the lower tier would be Rand Paul or Vivek Ramaswamy. I think his I upper echelon would be either Carrie Lake or uh, Christy Nome out of South Dakota. I think those two are well, probably Christy Nome would be his best yet, his best chance. And to me, I would say either Christy Nome or Vivek Ramaswamy, because Vivek has a lot of ideas that, that's, okay, whether the Republican ideas or not, it's, you know, he wants to follow kind of the Trump playbook on how he did yeah. things. And to me, Trump would look at that, and Trump has actually praised him at one, you know, a few times. So... I wouldn't doubt 
if, you know, he was his running mate or, you know, Christy Nome, same thing. And because she's female, you know, not just because she's female, she does have a great head on her shoulder. Right. That he would actually be smart, you know, and use her as vice president. Because trust me, in a vice presidential debate, I think Christy Nome could wipe Kamala Harris off the map. Oh, I agree with that. And that would be a vice presidential debate I would love to see. Because I would love to see, you know, Christie being, you know, articulate and intelligent. And then Kamala Harris drooling in the corner, you know, going, and then trying her laugh to see if anybody believes her BS by her laughter. Because it's kind of funny that every time they do an interview with her, with Kamala Harris, anytime it gets to a serious question, all of a sudden she starts laughing. It's like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's time for laughter on a serious note at that point. But maybe I'm wrong here, but I think 99% of America already has decided which lever they're pushing. At this point, yeah, probably. I don't think there's anybody out there that's saying, I like Trump and I like Brandon, I just don't know which one I want. I don't think there's many people that are in that boat at all. Um, yeah, and that's kind of proving in the polls these days because, um, oddly enough, and this is what scares the Democrats is um, – I think it was the Washington Post poll or one of the polls that was from the East Coast that a lot of people stated that because of everything that's gone on in the last three years, you know, they're switching parties. And there's not and many the funny, people switching from Republican to Democrat. No, but a lot of people are switching from Democrat to Republican. And that's a lot of African-American voters, a lot of uh, Latino voters. A lot of Asian voters, um, you know, a lot of mixed cultural minorities are starting to switch Republican because they see the, the BS that they're trying to push here in the United States that they left countries because of. <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah, people got out of these countries because they didn't want the, 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 you know, those particular laws. And all of a sudden, it's like the Democrats are pushing for that, and they're like, wait, we ran away from that. We don't want that, especially a lot of Cuban voters and stuff because, you know, you know, and they, they claim Trump's a dictator, but Biden's pretty much been the dictator for the last three years and the Democrat Party because – they want you to think a certain way or else you're, you know, you're, you're trash. They want you to be a certain way or else you're homophobic. Yeah, and if not, they'll try and get you on tax fraud or something. Yeah. Yeah, if all those fails, they go like, hey, we know your names. We're going to get the IRS on you. We've gotten, you know, new IRS agents, so. Yes. Hey, uh, oh. let's go ahead and bring Pianchi in here. He's waiting to jump in. Oh, cool. 
You know, uh, yeah, good evening. Good evening, Bianchi. These Congress members are never going to do right, especially when it comes down to they being bribed. That's why I think they represent should pay their salary. Then you got more control and can demand transparency from them. Rather than going up to Washington, then they enter into that big old pool and the way it is now. You can't you can't find out what these Congress people are receiving and who they're coming from. And another thing, not only should you have term limits on those members, but it should be term limits on government workers, period, especially for the State Department. It should be there for a given amount of time, then they got to go. Whether elected or not elected. Whether they're elected or not elected. Exactly. Everybody that runs for... Everybody that runs for a government position or a government job must show that they have taken a course in constitutional law and the documents of this country. You can demand that of every other profession, from airlines, doctors, lawyers, dentists. But you can demand that of them, too. They have to. Matter of fact, people that come here to get citizenship, they know more about the Constitution than some of these elected officials. Well, used to maybe, not now, where they'll literally take anything that's uh, anything that shows up. Yeah, but uh, no, that's, that's, those things have to be changed. I don't think a, con- a, a, a U.S. senator should serve about three terms, eighteen years. A congressman maybe nine terms, eighteen years. No more than twenty-four or for all of them. You got these cases like Chuck Schumer, and some of the ones in the past. Don Conyers, 40 years. Good gracious of life. 40 years. So, uh, you know, oddly enough, oddly enough, um, 60% of the House of Representatives and the senators, you know, and the state senators and stuff are literally over the age of 60. I mean, they're out of touch with modern-day, you know, modern-day, everyday people. Well, see, what it is is that when they get into those positions, they peddle off influence to those that want it outside of the country. They peddle it off. When U.S. is selling... Knowing the U.S. approve of sales to countries, well, you that money that's going to come back around through these lobbyists and is going to go into the campaign coffers of the politicians that help to push it through, just like Hunter Biden is getting these royalties from giving access to his father. And that's what goes on. Americans are being sold right down the road. Here you're talking about another $180 billion. We don't have that kind of money. i tell you another thing, too. I, I made this comment to some politicians tonight. I say anytime that companies like Walmart, when you go to checkout, self-checkout, you got a kiosk, and you got AI, and in automobile plants, you got robots that do the welding and the positioning. Those robots and those kiosks should be taxed as if they were 
a live human being, a worker. If they work in 24-7, they should be taxed three shifts worth of workers' taxes if they was employee taxes if they was alive. Because when you hire, when you fire a person and they no longer work in there in those same position, now they're no longer paying local taxes that go to schools, roads, and paying for the government. So what does that mean? Well, that means the people that are paying taxes, they're going to have to take on an added burden. So, no, tax those devices. The companies still make money. They're not paying salary. They're not paying health benefits. They're not paying maternity leave. But they should be made to pay taxes whenever you're using things like that because all the other expenses that come from an employee tax continue to go on. You ever heard of government reducing their pay? Hell no. Yeah, Congress just voted themselves a $34,000 pay increase. You got to be kidding me, Truth. No kidding? No, that was today. Today they voted themselves an extra 34000 a year. Well, this is what they're doing. They're having them run on the bank. They don't give a damn. That money should be rescinded. That's a bunch of bull crap. I believe they shouldn't be paid at all until they balance the budget. (laughs) And nobody's saying nothing. Yep, there are representatives, you know, from every state, from every county, you know, from every district, you know, whether the House of Representatives or the Senate, they are supposed to be our voice. Hey, uh, I I don't believe that they shouldn't get paid. I I think what they have is obscene. I'm somewhere in the middle. What do you get paid for uh, spending eight hours in jury duty? Minimum wage and a meal. Okay, I'm good with that. That's what they should get. What if someone, you know, gets stuck with jury duty and, you know, they make three times more than minimum wage? They're losing two-thirds of the wage just to be on jury duty. Right. So the the jury duty or Congress or Senate, they should get minimum wage and a meal. Exactly. I'll agree with you that. You can give them two meals. That's fine. That's, hey, you can give them three meals. Uh, they want You want to feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner, have at it. But they should get minimum wage. Maybe they would actually get something done. Yeah. But let me ask we, you, though, if they're making minimum wage, would that mean that they would have even more lobbyists? And that's the the catch-22 to all that because, you know, there for a while, apparently, you know, being a lobbyist for a while was illegal. And then they turned around and go, well, they can't be on federal grounds in Washington, D.C. You know, lobbyists aren't allowed there. And it was like, okay. So the lobbyists ended up moving to, you know, working for businesses that they could go – into the private sector, yet they can still talk to the congressional leaders, you know, outside of Washington, D.C. 
you like in Delaware so, and go meet with uh, with Mr. Creepy. Yeah, exactly. You know, all you had to do was, you know, go across the, you know, go across the Potomac, and that was free. You know, it was free game there. Any more our political leaders, you know, are bought by the highest bidders. So let me ask you this, Bianchi. There's some news that just came out just uh, within the last hour. So, uh, Bianchi, what do you think about this? The FBI launches investigation into alleged corruption in Mayor Eric Adams' 2021 election campaign over illegal donations from Turkey. I'd like to see a prosecution come out of it. <clears throat> the rhetoric that he's been talking on many issues, mm-hmm. he should be prosecuted. Let's see what happens. Hell, you made the comment of Joe Biden receiving those uh, the money from, I guess it's China, and it was it Marjorie Green that put the yeah. checks up on the screen? Yeah. Then you had some dumb Democrats ask the question: Well, suppose their their loans? loans. <laughs> These people are nuts. I like to see him get be prosecuted. And then uh, the FBI raided a home of Eric Adams' fundraising chief. So that doesn't sound normal. No, it doesn't. You wonder what's going on there. I don't know. Maybe we need to. Did he speak up on the border and the illegals a little bit too much? I don't know. Maybe we need to ask Joanne. She's more in tune with New York than, than I am. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just brainstorming here, so I don't have I don't have any exacts here. I just I just find it odd that why Eric Adams now when he's supposed to be one of their he if they brought Governor Grusom in to replace Brandon, that Mayor Eric Adams was being talked about on the short list of vice presidential candidates. Well, what are they doing? Just looking for a face? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and what's going on with the case of Obama's cook, his chef? Good question. I don't know. It'll, that, that we'll never know about that. You think they paid oh. his mama, his mother off to be quiet? It's possible. I think we'll find out about that case right after Vince Foster. And I say only Hillary knows the answer to that. Right. Yeah, they probably use her method, right? Yeah, well, how else are you going to shoot yourself in the back of your head and then put yourself in a duffel bag and run 50 miles and, and drop yourself off in the middle of the woods? Yeah. And and it's a suicide. So he did that himself. Well, the people let that shit go on, Truth. Yeah? They okay with it. 
I'm pissed off you told me about this $34,000 pay increase. Oh, it's on the Gateway Pundit. I, I, I posted that earlier. Yeah, they're making two hundred grand now. They make more than the president of the United States as it is. And the president was supposed to be the highest paid political job. And Trump didn't take a salary but a dollar. Right. Yeah, most of his most of his money went to charity. They don't care. They do not care. They out to break the damn country. They can't care. That damn McConnell saying that it's a bad idea to do away with Citizen United, where corporations can contribute whatever the hell they want down there and write it off against their taxes to candidates' campaigns. Yeah, well, that's, that's because he would doing. lose ninety-five percent of his funding. So what they're doing is buying your politician out from underneath your feet. All you do right. is vote. I don't even know why they even bother to vote. Just flip a coin. Hell. Well, they don't want votes anymore. They want it to be like North Korea where where there's just a king and somebody comes in and then they, they just appoint someone else eventually. Well, it really hasn't gotten bad, man, I'll tell you the truth. For those who know, and that's another thing. Yeah, but the, the thing is, 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 are there enough people that know? I don't think because so. There, there's still, to this, day, so. to this day, you'll still see nationwide at least 40% of the public will still vote for Brandon. And that's from pure ignorance. That's from developed ignorance. Conditioned ignorance. Oh, of course. That's why I think the mainstream media cannot be trusted anymore. They don't report the news. They report, you know, political opinion. Yeah, but nobody, the thing is, is that nobody watches them, so you can't even blame them anymore. Well, I'll tell you what. They're a big part of the problem. They always have been, especially in these last... Six years or so, they have been a big part of the damn problem. And you can see let if me, you uh, pay attention. Yeah, let me ask you a question, Pianchi. How long have you been following my show? Well, I hate to say because it means for me to tell you how long I've been concerned with politics, and that would be probably ever since Donald Trump got elected. For, no, ever since Obama got That was 2008. So okay, because I started in 2008. Years. So. So uh, we've had peaks and valleys on our listening audience. And I remember that we, before 2020 or before 2019, it was common for me to have 10,000 listeners uh, a show, not live at once, but within like a 24-hour period. It was common. Uh, and, And we have all the archives to look that up. And it was funny that Fox Plus tried to make a network, and they had that uh, – I forget what that loser guy's name was that uh, pretended to be a Republican. Uh, anyway, he wasn't even getting 10,000 listeners a show, and I'm like, I just had 10,222, and it's just me. I'm not even that big. 
how am I doing better than Chris Wallace? How am I doing better than him when I'm just a nothing? I don't know, Chris. I, I really don't know. Because you're an honest voice in the wilderness and people are afraid. But I'm just saying that, that nobody wants to listen to mainstream media. That, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm a nobody, and I'm getting equal to, to what they're doing. Hell, even now you had more viewers than CNN Plus, so. Yeah, that's maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Sorry, it was CNN Plus. Because Chris yeah, Paul is one over there. They lasted all of what, 30 days, and they quit doing CNN Plus? Was it 30 days or three months? Either way, that was that was that was worse than New Coke. Yeah, that was worse than Crystal Pepsi. So I can't blame mainstream media anymore. They're, they, they, I, I could only blame them if people watch them. Well, people who watch them, they don't, especially at 6 o'clock, what was that, the CNN? During the, during the, it was on the, on the air every night speaking against Donald Trump, saying that he's causing people to die during the, the COVID scam. All right, well, find me, somebody on, find me somebody under age 30 that watches CNN. Won't no, find I'm one. over 30 and I used to watch CNN. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you're, you're the, the, the CNN audience, uh, the, the, I'm 51, and the audience is like probably 10 years older than me. If you took out the CNN listenership or watchership out of out of just the airports, and the airports weren't allowed to show it. The the the, the paint watching channel would have more more watchers. It's the airports that that keep that going. That's because they're a captive audience. You know, right. when you're stuck they in might, an airport, that's my point. Four hours longer. It's you know the only thing to watch, and they do it on purpose. So I, I can't blame mainstream media. They're in their own eco chamber. And the only thing is that how, and I don't know how they did it, but within the last 30, 60 days, it went from people just not caring about Jewish people to now we have to eradicate them from the earth. That's embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, they literally, uh, right now, my Gateway Pundit refreshed. There's an article that just posted right now, like as we're talking. More billionaire donors are deserting Ivy League schools over pro-Hamas demonstrations. 
So the billionaires don't want to hear this uh, this uh, pro-Iran, uh, let's kill the Jews talk. That, that Even the billionaires said they don't want it. Well, that's a lot of billionaires that are getting smart. They're getting, you know, self-realization, so to say. Well, how many of those billionaires are Jewish? That's a good question. Probably a good percentage. Now, I just, uh, I just, I'm at the point of my life where I just can't believe. Well, I could believe it, I guess, but uh, we've talked about this at length. I'm not, and I'm not pro-Israel, I'm not pro-Palestine, it's the bad governments and just the people that live on on the, the regular streets that have a house and a family, I, I, I want peace for all of them. They did not request bombing into the Gaza Strip. You're right, they did not. I'm like you. We know what the problem is because we experience it here in this country. You got some bad actors. These politicians, they work a damn dime. I mean, just listen to what O'Connell said about doing away with Citizen United. It was a right. bad idea. Well, how in the hell do the common man, the common voter, the common uh, neighborhood group, how do they go up against those millions and millions and millions? They can't. And see, here's another thing, too. The news media know that when politicians get that boomerang funding, in other words, you throw money to Ukraine, you throw money to Israel, you throw money elsewhere, and it comes back around through the back door into your pocket, your campaign war chest, then what do you do with it? Well, you spend it on media advertising. Well, it's right. radio. You keep them in business. You keep yep. them in business. And while, and while they're at it, they sell a few products on, you know, on the side. The pharmaceutical products. Yep. That's why everything's brought to you by Pfizer. Or Moderna. Well, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I actually went to a, to a Chili's to go watch a couple baseball games because – uh, we haven't had a working TV in the house in two years. And well, it's just, well, why am I going to pay $200 a month for cable? Oh, hell no. Mine, when I got, I shot mine with a 20-gauge Ithaca shotgun <laughs> sometimes in the late 80s. Hmm. Sometimes in the late 80s, early 90s. I can't remember. It's just yep. bad enough that there's nothing on TV, but just to be propagandized at every waking moment. I, I If you're not propagandized, then you could think for yourself, and then we all come to the same conclusions because we're, we're not just parrots reciting whatever George Soros wants us to think. 
I'm just not good with well, memorizing they, scripts and having to go read a script. And there's so much truth to that, it's not even funny. <laughs> because if you ever work a day job and you get all those liberals together, uh, and and they would say to me, well, how come you're not, what you're saying isn't is wrong because that's what a, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and MSNBC all said the opposite of you. That's because they're all hooked up on the same corporate script. Exactly. They all say the same thing. I don't know. The American... The American as we knew is is about to fall into the abyss. Yeah. And uh, and forty percent of the nation has no clue. They have no clue. And don't want to know. Well, I'm going to get out of here. All right. Appreciate the opportunity as always. I'm going to get that story on Congress increasing their salaries and start sharing it. That makes some people pissed off. I'll see you. All right. Thank you. It should make you happy. So what's left here? Uh, and see, that's one of the reasons why I gave up cable years ago. Because well, I remember, I, I had kids, and then we had my wife's dad live with us, so we just kept it. Yeah. Anymore, I get more honest information on the internet than I do, uh, you know, cable media services. Right. So Sam Bankman-Fried was found guilty of fraud. So we'll see what his sentencing looks like. He uh, it says that he could have a maximum of 115 years. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and say they're gonna they're gonna really stick it to him and say six months probation. Well, if it's anything from his artist, if the sentence conflict, you know, all right. If the sentence concurs with the artist's rendition of Sam Bankman-Fried while he was in court, he's liable to get GQ Man of the Year. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw that. I I might have shared it. I mean, what's next? Fetterman gets a Nobel Peace Prize. You said Fetterman? Yeah. You know, Fetterman. Get a Nobel Peace Prize. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or. My the Nobel name Prize. is John Fetterwoman! <laughs> and the Eagles are so much better than Eagles! 
That one never gets old. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. <laughs> Maybe he was yeah. thinking that the the Philadelphia Eagles are better than Don Henley and, and Glenn Fry. Oh, ow. Hang on, leg cramp. <laughs> I was sitting for a while with a cat in my lap. I had a leg cramp. All right. Yeah, we have six of them. Yeah, you know the feeling. <clears throat> when you're trying to work on something and all of a sudden the cat wants you to pay attention to them. and Yeah. You know, you can't say no, you know. Well, you can, but. <laughs> they don't understand that. Exactly. So once she got off my lap, all of a sudden it was like pins and needles. <laughs> so yeah, Fetterman, Fetterman gets elected into Congress, yet he can't even drive the little yellow bus. Well, yeah, but that's kind of on purpose, though. They they want they 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 want that kind of person. Yeah, exactly, because they can control them, just like Biden. I mean, I'm still waiting, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I was still waiting for Chuck Schumer to just die on stage during one of his speeches. Chuck Schumer? There's just a lot of... There's a lot of elderly people in Congress these days that, you know... It's a lottery. I mean, Diane Feinstein was the first to go, and you know, personally, I thought I was glad the Sith Lord left. <laughs> you know, and to the same respect that you know, Nancy Pelosi has made mega millions in Congress on insider trading, yet nobody convicts her for it. Well, no, because, uh, well, that's the idea. Yeah, and it was proven it was insider trading. All she got was a fine, a $500 fine and a slap on the wrist. And keep doing it. Yep. And then she can always use the excuse that you know, technically, it wasn't her investing in all this stuff. It was her husband. Who did he get the information from? You know, it's all of a sudden, you know, the government switching to electric cars. So all of a sudden, you know, she tells her husband. Her husband gets your, you know, investment investing in that. And then the next thing you know, they've got more millions than they know what to do with and. Well, how do you how do you say that it's your husband's when you have a joint bank account? Exactly. <clears throat> See, they have gotten to the point where there are so many loopholes on certain shady dealings and everything that have gone on in the last 30, 40 years. And they don't even know when they're telling the truth.
I agree. Term limits for everybody. To hell with everybody else. Yeah, the more I think about it, I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with term limits, but I, I think that if it was at some point where you just had two terms and go, I think people would just take as much money as they can and leave quickly. But then again, the longer that they're there, then the, the influence that they're working to keep the influence up. So the, either way you and lose. It grows, and it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, you know, yeah, it was, the other person I was thinking about elderly-wise waiting to die on stage is Jerry Nadler. So. Yeah. It's like, come on, it. Half the time it looks like he's having a stroke while he's, you know, in, in speeches and stuff, you know, talking to the public. Yeah, with his pants pulled up towards his nipples. Yeah, I know. Just to hide his genitalia. That's true. I almost said genitalia earlier, but I got sidetracked. <laughs> and yet Dylan Mulvaney is woman of the year. Go figure. I don't know how ruining a company and and uh and Dana White is getting a huge bashing for that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Bill Gates is losing way uh losing a ton of money off of that because he he invested in Budweiser. And uh and, but yeah, Dylan Mulvaney is the woman of the year. Go, go figure. It's it's a crazy world we live in, and I don't have enough straight jackets for all of them. Hmm. But yeah, it's like you know, it it's to the point. You know, a lot of things are getting played out, and it's you know. Uh, immigration is getting played out. It's, you know, a political circus. Uh, you know, all the wars we've been financially, you know, it's not that we've been involved in, it's we've been financially involved in. And nobody wants to send the money, you know, normal people like us don't want to send the money to fund these wars. But yet Congress goes, oh, the people want it. It's like, no, we don't want it. They still send the money. Well, what gets me, though, is that even if everybody knows uh, of all the fraud, the, the 40% of the public will still vote for Brandon even knowing all this fraud's happening. That's what makes it more frustrating. And then they have, you know, other terrorist organizations that, you know, example, you know, the Houthi rebels in Yemen claimed to have fired missiles at Israel yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, now there's a war in Yemen. What, 
technically it was an insurrection, but now it's basically a war in Yemen. You know, everybody always said World War III would be started in the Middle East, and look what we're doing now. And we're paying for it. Just like, you know, Biden not wanting to do the pipeline and wanting to shut down oil production in the United States. Yet we pay more money to Iran now for their oil than we did producing oil in America. And yet all that money from Iran is now going to Hamas and Palestine to get, to fight the Israelis. And, you know, right. it's and just, the thing is, is that if we just started producing our own oil again, then Iran would be broke and they wouldn't be able to uh, to do what they're doing. But instead, we're paying them and we're not producing oil at the same time, so they're making money off us. If you want to stop the war, you can just start drilling. Uh, but they don't want to do that because it goes against the Green New Deal. Right. But uh, maybe it's just me, but uh, I just think having a nuclear world war is uh, against going green. I could be wrong, but I I think that that dropping nuclear bombs on everybody and killing things is a lot more harmful to the earth than, uh, than, than drilling for oil. Yeah. 12,000 degrees of scorched earth covered, you know, to them makes more sense than the one degree we have globally right now. Well, they say that the earth's temperature will go up 0.3 tenths. It'll go up three tenths of one degree over the next hundred years if we keep drilling. So just like today, if it was 70.6 degrees in Las Vegas today, in a hundred years, it will be seventy point nine degrees, and then that's going to ruin everything. And yet, I still, I still think yes, yeah, we damaged our planet, you know, not enough, but yes, but not enough to, you know, do anything. You're, you know, there's nothing major that we can be done. Um, the one thing people don't realize is. Okay, our sun and our solar system goes around the universe every 25,000 years, makes a full rotation. Yeah. We've only been around for a few thousand years, give or take. You know, we don't know what the other 22,000 years were like. How can anybody claim global warming when, you know, they haven't had a full rotation pattern to find out, you know, exactly what the Earth has done in the last 25,000-year rotation? No, it's not like we had computers back then, too, that could chart everything. Exactly. You know, at... 25,000 years ago, fire was a big thing, you know. You know, hundreds of thousands of years, you know, the wheel was a big thing. You know what? Did the wheel cause global warming? 
you know, fire well, maybe. Are, but, you I know. had a guy once that wrote an article that said that uh, one of the reasons for global warming is that the Western world uses too much two-ply toilet paper, which is why Saturn is losing its rings. <laughs> yeah, like we really have a we really have a say in what you know Saturn you know it does, so to speak. And there's fools that will think that way because they heard it on the smell of vision. Next thing you know, they're going to say, "Oh, the Martians won't come here because of too many cow farts." Well, we haven't we haven't eaten the zabuz, and we still don't own the nothing. Oh, that's right. I got to show you that. Yeah, check out what I found on the uh, on the YouTube's uh, a few days ago. I'm going to play this. You heard Klausy McSchwab's first two records. Vaccine spec all night. You know nothing and be happy. But this one is going to make your modified mRNA tingle. Time Lies presents Greatest Schwab's, Volume 15. A new world order in music. One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Let's talk about Rex, baby. Let's talk about Dr. Fauci. Let's talk about all the weird and countless side effects, maybe. Let's talk about Rex. Let's talk about Rex a little, little, little. Come and take the seven shot, the seven shot. This a little luck you get. My, 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 oh! My, 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 oh, You won't have to be rich. With CBDC, you'll have all you need with central currency. We just take your extra wealth and your cash. And you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step more until the curfew activates and robot cops stand at your door. Just a small town boy drinking Genetically modified soy This ensures he doesn't co-create Please stop the reading Stop the bleeding We are almost 9 billion people Please stop the reading right now Start a Pfizer. We just made you take it, even if you hate it. Greatest Schwabs, Volume 15. Now available on Spotifyzer and MRN Apple Music. I don't care who you are, where you're from. Don't care what you want. You will eat the bars. All right. Hope you appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I did. 
was good. <laughs> I thought you might like that. All right. Well, uh, we've got like five minutes left. If you have anything to uh, to discuss, um, Walmart has an exclusive of Dr. Keith and the Electric Mayhem on vinyl. Dr. Keith. Yeah, Dr. Keith and the Electric Mayhem. I don't know them. Muppets. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't in the wake of the modern age of new vinyl, in the wake of the modern age of new vinyl, this is what they produce as a Walmart exclusive for twenty three dollars. I'm curious if the if that Beatles is going to be on an album of some kind or if it's just going to be a single. <clears throat> They'll probably make more money off of it on Spotify and everything else or Apple Music. Well, that's a given, but I, I thought maybe they'd make an album out of it because there, there's enough people that are our age and older that would buy it. And like I said, everybody's into the vinyl kick again, you know. Yeah. Amazing. We got rid of all of our vinyl albums for CDs, and then vinyl makes a comeback. I never owned a record player, to be honest with you. I started with cassettes. I owned an actual rack system for a while that was, you know, given to me as a present in high school. Okay. Where it was a turntable, two tape decks, you know, an equalizer, you know, an AM/FM tuner, and then it was ability to add auxiliary when CDs came in. And then I got rid of my turntable for CDs. And now everything I listen to musically, I just digitally download anymore. Yet I still have 500 CDs in a box. Oh, I have an MP3 player. But I, I did create a, uh, a pretty strong... Uh, I'll have to show you my, my playlist. Laughingly enough, in a box, I still have a Zune. I used to have a Zune. Said I liked it. Yeah, I didn't see what the big issue was with the Zune. The only thing was is that uh, when they broke, uh, there was uh, you had to go buy another one. You couldn't exactly fix it. Yeah. Once they were, yeah, you lose all your music. Yeah. You had to re-download everything all over again. And that was before they had the SSD cards, where now you could just pop it into another player. Yeah, and, you know, I put, that's where, you know, you know, Apple got their hook on everybody with iPods. Yeah. Because if you break an iPod, A, they were possibly repairable, and B, if they weren't repairable, you had your iCloud, where if you got your new iPod, you could just download everything back up to your cloud right under your iPod again. That's what yeah, made I've the never Zoom owned an Apple product. I've owned one. I've owned an iPod. Okay. I still actually own it and listen to music on it every once in a while, but 
it is so outdated technology-wise that I can't transfer anything, you know, away from it or to it anymore. So oh. whatever I have on a particular iPod is it. I sent you my YouTube playlist. I, I, I created a bunch of them. That one is probably the most interesting one. Most of them will be songs you, you probably don't know or, or don't remember too well. I was going to say what? You didn't download your Chemical Brothers list? Uh, there's some Chemical Brothers on there. It's not cool. the popular stuff, but there's there's some stuff on there. This is all my stuff that I think is cool, but isn't, like, extremely popular. Personally, when the show's done here in a couple of minutes, I'm probably going to listen to Mr. Bungle for a while. Uh, I thought you were going to listen to the Beatles. All that, too, but after that, I've, I've had a craving to listen to either to Mr. Bungle or, you know, um, They Might Be Giants. Okay. Well, I also sent you that one other song by Lagap. I, I want you to hear that and then check the lyrics. I think you'll love that one. That sounds like something you'll like. It's by a French comedian, so it's in French, but I think you'll dig it. And then once you see oh, what the lyrics are, you'll you'll like it more. Oh, Bowl of a Bow. Yeah, Bowl of a Bow. Yeah, so anyway, I'll let you listen to Mr. Bongle afterwards. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next week. Everyone else, I'll be back on Monday. Please support the other shows on the network. It is not just the first negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the hay rail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative, and I am loose.